Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Today, I have a pretty bold, brave, beautiful, bold, brave, and beautiful, three Bs today, a bold, brave, and beautiful conversation with my friend, Amanda Klutz. Amanda is a former Broadway dancer. She is now a co-host on The Talk CBS. And she's also a voice of wisdom that has been guiding many of us through this pandemic and shining light on the truth of what COVID does to people and the strength of what it means to be resilient in the midst of loss. You may be familiar with Amanda's story of how she lost her husband to COVID in the height of the pandemic. When we were all home watching movies and cooking focaccia bread, Amanda was suffering, deeply suffering. In March 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, Amanda, her husband, Nick Cordero, and their son, Elvis, were planning to move from New York to LA. And very soon after their move, Nick got sick. What they thought was it was pneumonia, but it was actually COVID. He went to the hospital and died three months later in the ICU. Amanda, during that time, my God, she was on Instagram every single day, just dancing and singing and just praying and bringing people into her dialogue and her conversation, praying for Nick, praying for Nick, dancing and singing for Nick. And I was so deeply moved by her and struck by her bravery and struck by her devotion and struck by her commitment and her willingness to stand up to politicians who were minimizing this pandemic and just what a brave soul she is. And wanting to share how real this pandemic is, she bravely chronicles her journey and she talks about all of it in her memoir, Live Your Life, My Story of Loving and Losing Nick Cordero. And it's just a tremendous New York Times bestselling book that has really impacted the lives of so many people. And Amanda and I formed a friendship since that time. And we, on the show today, discuss loss and love and spiritual connection. And we talk about spirit guides and how Nick is a spirit guide to her now. So if you have lost somebody, unfortunately, at any point in your life or during COVID, that relationship can be a new form now. 
And I really hope that this episode opens you up to the possibility that you could really have a new relationship. And her story is one that, while it's heartbreaking, it's deeply inspiring. And that's why I wanted to have her on Dear Gabby. In this episode, we sit down and talk about life after loss. We talk about how spirit connects to this world. And Amanda shares her stories, multiple stories about her son channeling her late husband, about her husband's face showing up in orbs. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't make it up. And we talk about how to develop and fine tune your spiritual relationship with someone after they've passed, which is such a gorgeous message. We talk about developing an openness to communicate with spirit. We share about ways to move past feeling fear and into comfort after loss, how to be open to spiritual messages, signs, and to grow your faith after loss, honoring emotions, keeping things in the day. I give her a journaling practice that she can use to channel Nick. And uh, it's something I guarantee will really, really work for her and for you. I really want to give you guys the gift of Amanda's tools for feeling through loss and feeling the truth of all of it so that you can come out the other side. And Amanda says something beautiful during the talk. She says, I'd rather have a spiritual relationship over no relationship. I hope that this big talk opens up your consciousness to a level of commitment to others, a level of desire to know spirit, and the ability that you have to connect to your loved ones whenever you want. Enjoy this big talk with Amanda Klutz. Okay, let's get into some real talk here. There's one thing every month that we can't avoid, and that's our freaking period. I've tried every product out there to just let my period be a better experience, but there is one product that I actually love, and it's called Flex. Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It can be worn for up to 12 hours and holds as much flow as three super tampons. The Flex Disc is really comfortable. The RIMS Comfort Seal technology warms and forms to your body for a personal fit that keeps you comfy during exercise, sleep, and even sex. Plus, no BPA or rubber latex, only 100% medical-grade polymers that don't host toxic bacteria or disrupt your vagina's natural pH balance or flora. And the best part, 60% of Flex Disc users report fewer cramps while using the disc. If you want to get zero waste and have the planet love you even more, pick up the Flex Cup and reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes it the only cup in the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it. With helpful videos, in-depth diagrams, GIFs, and Flexperts, <laughs> that's awesome, Flexperts, available to walk you through the entire process, you'll never go back to the products from your past once you try Flex. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com Gabby and use the code G-A-B-B-Y for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup plus free U.S. shipping. That's code G-A-B-B-Y at F-L-E-X-Fits.com. F-L-E-X-F-I-T-S dot com slash G-A-B-B-Y. Amanda, welcome to 
this Dear Gabby Big Talk. This is where we have no small talk, just big talk. Go right in for it. You are someone I have admired for over a year now. I truly have the most intense respect and admiration for who you are. You're in like a like a short list, sister, of people I just look at and I'm just and if anyone's unfamiliar with your story, you'll share a bit today or as much as you feel comfortable sharing, but you've been so forthcoming and open about it. But early in COVID, you were fighting for your husband's life when he was struck with COVID and and you had the literally the world wrapped around you on social media, just singing and dancing and just supporting you. And this past year and a half with having lost him, I've just witnessed you in so much grace and so much strength, resilience, faith. And I tune in every day and look at your stories. Like you're one of the Instagram stories that's like pops up in my feed. I feel like you're probably in everybody's feed because (laughs) the hope that you've brought and the light that you shine is just unbelievable. And when I see you posting these pictures of your husband and yourself and the wedding picture yesterday that you posted, I just, I'm just in awe of your resilience. And I want to really give you the opportunity today to talk about all that you've written about in your gorgeous book and share about this experience because so many people in my community, even before COVID, have experienced a tremendous amount of grief and loss. You are a expert in grief and loss now, <laughs> unfortunately, but, for, but, but fortunately for those souls that you are serving through your book and through your show and through everything that you do. And so first and foremost, how are you doing right now? Well, first and foremost, thank you for everything you just said. Coming from you, that is that means the world and that's huge. And I thank you so much for all of that and all of your support and everything. I know I've leaned on you a couple of times through this, more than a couple of times, and, and I appreciate every second of it a lot. Um, how am I doing today? Today is a good day. I started a cleanse today. I feel good. I'm back at home after traveling in New York. It's always nice to be home. It feels good to be back in a routine a bit. The sun is shining and Elvis is playing soccer. Today is so far a great day. Yesterday at this time, I was in New York City, sitting in front of the Plaza Hotel, bawling my eyes out. So that is how my day today is constantly always changing. And that's why I say, how is how am I today? Because today it was different from yesterday, will be different than tomorrow. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that whenever we're going through something, particularly a major transition, keeping it in the day is such a gorgeous mantra. Just keep yeah. it in the day. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, there are going to be moments when you're having fun and you don't want to sabotage that fun because you think you should be feeling bad, right? Or that's beautiful. And Obviously, you have this little boy who's so psychic, which I really want to talk about today, <laughs> and so tuned in to his dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, when I watch these stories of him, even yesterday when he was like singing Nick, and it's just unbelievable. How old is Elvis now? He's my son's age. Yeah, so, he's two. He's two. Yeah, yeah I know. I do want to talk to you about his psychic abilities. He's, he's totally yeah. psychic. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, all little guys are, the veil has not been trenched over them yet. So they have this wide open lens to spirit. 
particularly when spirit wants to connect to them. So of course, Nick is going to use him as a portal to connect to you always, always. Yeah. Would you tell the story? Actually, you shared it on your Instagram of when you guys were in the car and he kept holding your hand to his heart, I think, or to his head. Oh, oh my God. That day was so bonkers. I was, I just finished filming for my app. So I was in a parking lot getting Elvis in, you know, his car seat and Gabby, I just felt like this energy shift. It was the weirdest, but yet not weird at all thing. This energy whooshed in and all of a sudden Elvis is like staring at me. And you know, from having a son who's almost two, because Elvis was two or almost two at this time, not behavior of that is typical of him, right? And he's just staring at me. So of course I start staring at him and I like lock eyes and I give him a hug and he's hugging me and he's holding me. He won't let me go. And every time I try to pull away, he just grabs onto me more. And then I finally pulled away and I'm locked eyes with him. And he starts touching my face, like holding my face in his hands, going over my eyes and then opening my eye and like just doing that over and over again. And like staring at me while he's doing it, like, like massaging my face, feeling it and I hug again, hug again. Then I pull away and then he takes my ring finger and on my wedding ring, because I still wear them. He's looking at my rings, looking at them, and then looks back at me and eye contact again, then takes his little hands, puts them on my face, pulls me into his and kisses me and holds it there for what to me felt like five minutes. It was long. My friend is witnessing this, by the way. So like, it wasn't just me being like, did this really happen? And pulls away, stares at me and hugs me again. I pull away and then I feel another energy shift. And he goes back into, you know, Elvis. Do you want to know what happened? Do you yes. want to know what it was? Okay. So yeah. your husband, so Nick incorporated into him. It doesn't mean that Elvis like disappeared. You know, Elvis is in his conscious awareness. But when people are that open, they have the ability to literally embody spirit. And when someone's a medium and they're a channel like that, or they can, they things change. And the way that you just described of like the energy shifted because mm-hmm. his energy entered into your son. And your son's a portal for him. I mean, he's just wide open. He can probably see him, I'm sure, and, you know, feels him everywhere. And so he entered in and all the messages, the ring, the face, the kiss, the hug, the whole thing. And so that's available to you. And he can come through in that way. And when I was watching that, I was just like, I love this stuff. You know, I just I love this stuff so much. <laughs> you guys, I have the biggest girl crush on Jen Atkin, the celebrity hairstylist and the founder of Way, And I'm also slightly more obsessed with her products. I love Jen almost as equally as I love her products. But the scent, the texture of your hair after you use the products, it's just mind-blowing. So there's nothing more refreshing than giving your hair a little refresh. And I'm guilty of using so much dry shampoo throughout the years, especially when I would be on the road doing book tours and things. And while our hair care can take a lot of experimentation, sometimes it's just outright neglect. So it's never too late to hit the reset button. I tried the clarifying detox shampoo from Way, and it's a game changer. My hair feels soft. It's light. It's shiny. It has a combination of apple cider vinegar, which I genuinely believe in your scalp deserves it. It has keratin, exfoliants, and balances your scalp, plus 
soothes frizz. I'm obsessed with scalp care after having my son because my hair started falling out after postpartum and I absolutely started taking my scalp extremely seriously. Use once a week to neutralize product buildup, oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp without stripping away moisture. It smells amazing. It's infused with their signature Melrose Place fragrance with rose, bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and white musk. These are all my favorite scents. Way was created by my girl crush, my favorite person to ask hair advice to, Jen Atkin. She is so awesome and so committed to our hair care. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use code D E A R G A B B Y to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T H E O U A I dot com, code D E A R G A B B Y. I really want to address today when we talk a little bit about what that is like to have a spiritual relationship to a deceased loved one. But before we get into that, there's something that I think is really important for me to be kind of out of the closet with and just really hold space for is just how real the pandemic is. And, you know, one of the bravest things I saw you do was get on CNN and really talk back to our former president. And when he was saying that COVID isn't real and and whatever else, and I'm sure I'm pissing people off when they're listening, but this, I don't care. I don't care at all. You know, this is a serious, serious thing. And your bravery to be a voice for humanity and a voice of warning and wisdom and experience during this pandemic is nothing short of, I'll just go back to the word brave. Well, thank you. I mean, listen, that I had no other choice that day when I heard that it was like, it, that was like a dagger in my heart. I mean, and it wasn't even about anything other than just like literally watching that being like, no, like, no, you cannot say this right now. You have over 500,000 people that have lost their person or their mother or their father or their friend. You can't act like this is nothing and it has affected nothing and you're a superhero and you survived. Like what about your people that you're leading that have lost people that have died from this? I mean, it was so wrong on so, so many levels, not political levels at all, just wrong on all levels. I was like, I'll never forget that day because I was just like, you can't say that. Like it was just, it was so hurtful. It was, I mean, obviously you can tell it still hurts. Yeah. I don't think it'll stop hurting. And, you know, it was almost like that, you know, that fierceness of like a, like a mama, like protecting her baby, like that (laughs) vibration was coming through you just now, but also in that uh, CNN interview, because it's almost like the, the justice of speaking truth and not allowing someone to minimize your experience and the experiences of so many other people. And, you know, is there a message that you have for people right now as it relates to this pandemic and, and just, you know, where we're at now with new waves of things happening? You know, honestly, I have to tell you, this has been really hard for me because when, you know, COVID obviously hit me very hard, hit like the reality of this virus hit me possibly the hardest it could hit someone. Right. And a lot of people are in my same boat. I'm not saying it's just me. I know a lot of people in this same boat that have had even worse things happen from this virus. And 
it's very hard. I'm at kind of a state right now where I'm almost because it has affected me so much. I'm almost at like when anyone comes at it, like it doesn't matter anymore, or aren't we over it? Or I'm sick of wearing a mask or these vaccines are not helping or, you know, all of the things that are happening. To be honest, I'm almost so in disbelief that anyone could pretend like this isn't important that I I hate to say this. I'm just being honest. So it's like I turn off and I know that's maybe not the right attitude right now, but it's been so much a part of my life that for anyone to say that it doesn't exist or doesn't matter, or are we we're over it yet? Or I'm not going to get the vaccine. I almost don't even have the energy to fight. I'm not a fighter, but to even like, you see, I can't even formulate the words right now because it, it's almost like, I just can't even understand that I'll stay stupidity. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but when you've seen what this virus can really do, and then somebody acts so nonchalant about it, you almost don't have a response because it's, it's so like, wow, like you don't even understand how lucky you are that you feel that away from it, that separate from it. Like, it's like, you know, I don't know. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And I actually do think it is the right response because look, you don't want to, you can't fight with you can't debate this stuff. We've we've all realized that in our own worlds, probably multiple times over. It's yeah. too close to home for you. Such a uh, slap in the face for anyone to express that kind of lackadaisical attitude about this in front of you, in your presence and anyone's presence, but particularly someone who's had this kind of loss. And I've struggled to sort of being outspoken about it, but I, I really believe that this is a, an opportunity for people to rise up and support each other. And when we don't see that support and that global consciousness, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. And I, I really will speak on behalf of that in honor of you and your husband and your family. I was with Anna this past week and I was telling her, Anna, my little sister who wrote the book with me, and I was telling her how sometimes what's really hard is when people like joke about the pandemic and the time during the pandemic. And I understand where it's coming from. And I know it's never meant to like, hurt my feelings or or in a way, but it's very hard when people are like, yeah, you know I mean? Like all I could do was sit and watch like, you know, stupid shows and like, you know, got through the pandemic just by watching, you know, forever Island or whatever. And you know, that they joke about it and it's so frivolent. And, and I said to Anna, I was like, gosh, you know, I, (laughs) I only wish I could have gotten through the pandemic by, you know, having to watch stupid shows every night on television. Like, you know, it's hard. It's like, know who you're talking to because, you know, like if I could go back in time and sit on my couch every day with Nick and get through that 95 days with my husband watching stupid shows, you don't know how lucky you were. And that's kind of what I mean. It's like people talk about this, like it was, you know, like not real. And you forget that now we've lost over 600,000 people to this virus. It was very real to a lot of people. It's nothing to minimize. And particularly when it was, these were early days when you were witnessing your husband, what it was 90, how many days was he in the hospital? 95 days. 95 days. Yeah. I don't want to get too into the story because sweetheart, I just know you've been through it enough, but I just want to acknowledge that this was something that was just going on and on and on and on and on. And there was moments of hope and then there wasn't. And for you right now, What do you believe has been the greatest source of 
of resilience, like what, what has supported you most in your truly in your ability to be moving through something so difficult? Yeah, I think I, that's easy. I think of Nick. I know that if he was looking down on me, I know he's looking down on me. I know he's right beside me every day. You know, if there's any resilience in me, it's like, it's him, his voice going, get up, come on, let's go, you know, create, explode, thrive, succeed, be an amazing mother, do all the things I know you can do, live for me, live for him, live for us and keep thriving and keep doing all the things you're meant to do and meant to be. That's my number one. Yep. Yeah. And you feel it. That's how I honor him. Yeah. That's how you honor somebody that's gone. That's how you honor their name. That's how you carry on the legacy. And that's how, you know, he'd want me to live my life. And you show up with such a smiley face. You know, you really are such a bright spirit. So you you're kind of the epitome of what I would would call like a super attractor because you are so devoted to feeling good. And you're, it's not, it doesn't mean that you override yourself when you need to feel bad, but that's actually in the pursuit of feeling better. Right. So I just, I witness you as this just bright light. Like you're just this like beam of light and like a human Elsa, you know, (laughs) you're just so, you're so bright. And, and, and it's like, you know, to be able to lean into that kind of light and that kind of love and that kind of joy, even after all that you've been through is a practice and it's a commitment and it's a daily gig. And it's not fake. Like you show up and you're in a good place and then you show up and you're like, okay, this is the truth guys. And then you're actually genuinely back in that good place an hour later. And like you have the most special skill, which is, you know, you have the ability to lean into love. You have the ability to lean into joy quickly. Yeah. The ability to lean into sadness, the ability to lean into fear, to lean into loneliness. I just interviewed somebody and she said, she said, I am positive because I make space for everything else. And I was like, oh my gosh, her name was Nora. I was like, Nora. Yes. I was like, that's exactly it. You can have all the joy because you know the sorrow, you know, the pain, you know, the fear, you have to have all of it as a part of your life you know, and, but yeah, I strive every day to get back to that happiness, you know, moment. And it's funny. Cause like, even in, like I shared with you yesterday, I'm sitting outside the Plaza hotel thinking about my wedding crying, but through the tears, then I started remembering like how beautiful my wedding day was. And I was like seeing Nick and I, you know, in front, like taking pictures and laughing and like, so then you're happy and then you're, you know, you're crying, but you're happy and big mix of all of it. But yeah. I I do strive to stay on the upside of life. Always. I always have. If I look back as like who I was, even as a little girl. Right. And what's beautiful is that the upside of life isn't absent of the tough stuff. So it's like you see it as one in the same. And that's what I'm hearing back. And it's almost like, okay, I can be in this experience. And then as quickly as I just got into that experience, I can move into another experience. And I think that being able to really embrace all those emotions, especially when things are tough, is is resilience, right? It's it's like that is the process of grieving yeah. because there's going to be yeah. good days. It's going to be good moments. Yeah. String them yeah. together. Yeah. As a parent, you all know, anyone out there that's a mama or a dada, you know that it's really hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. Now that summer is really, truly over, 
our minds are turning to fall and Halloween. And I love getting creative with Ollie, but sometimes I need a little inspiration for myself with these activities. I recently got introduced to KiwiCo science and art projects you can get delivered to your door. They are amazing, amazing. I plus my kid loves when something shows up. He's like, present, present, freaking out. So we just made a superhero cape and I'm not sure who had more fun, Ollie or me. Now we get to do the koala crate. Each month there is something specifically created for his age. He's now exposed to new materials, tools, and concepts for hands-on learning. As parents, we know it's not always easy to provide these quality experiences for our children and want to make it easy and convenient to build, explore, and create together. Now he's discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. Ollie felt such a moment of pride and accomplishment at the end of the KiwiCo project. This will spark creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. And KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you don't have to figure it all out. Here's how it works. Pick a line. They offer projects from every age and interest. Then it'll get delivered monthly. You can choose your plan and the first crate ships in two days. Pause or cancel anytime. And then the third step is to have fun. Their science and art projects inspire kids to become creative problem solvers. This is exactly what I want for my kid. Scare up some fun this Halloween with KiwiCo. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code G-A-B-B-Y at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code G-A-B-B-Y. Okay. So day-to-day now, you are co-hosting the talk. You're launched this New York Times bestseller. You have this little guy. You're really thriving in your life. And is there a vision for where you want to go? Like it's not just career wise, but just life wise. Like, is there, do you hold a vision of like what true relief looks like or freedom looks like from this pain? You know what I'm saying? Like, or are you just going to yeah. keep it in the day? That's a good question. I think it's, I think it's keeping it in the day. I mean, I definitely have, you know, goals for myself, of course, you know, I love vision boards and, and five-year goals and outlandish, crazy goals and they're all out there. But I think day to day for me is more so, you know, where I'm at. I love creating things. I love being an entrepreneur. I love, you know, trying to, you know, continually beat myself and my own ideas, you know? And so I think it's just day to day, to be honest, right now in my life, I'm very, you know, happy despite the other part of my life that is like, you know, what happened, you know, and where is that? And why did that happen? And that really sucks. And boy, I miss him. And I wish Elvis had his dad. Yes, of course, that part of my life is there. But the other part of my life, you know, is probably the best it's ever been. And I feel very grateful for all the things that I get to do right now and for keeping busy because God, that saves me. And I have a gorgeous home that I love and I feel very much like, and I know it sounds weird, but I think after living in New York for 19 years and just kind of never feeling like an adult, I feel for the first time in my life, like I really am an adult right now. I can take care of myself. I can take care of my boy. I can pay my bills. And I feel very much like I actually have for the first time in my life at 39 years old, 
like the best grip on my life that I've ever had. And that is actually very rewarding. So it's kind of like a very weird twofold right now, you know? Yeah. And it's a testament to the way that you live. When we can move through things, when we have the energy that that holds us up, right? So you got out of it and now you're getting out of this experience and you've come through it with so much grace. I wonder when you connect to this grief within you, is your connection, spiritual connection to him part of the healing process? Like, do you talk to him? Because this is, I think a lot of people that are suffering with grief right now, they may be like, I don't know if I could get to where she's at right now. Like she's doing really good. You know, what else can I do? Yeah. Well, that's also so, so weird to say you're doing really good with your grief. You know, it's like, so it's, you know, but yeah, you know, I'm only dealing with this grief, how I know how to deal with it. And I don't know how to deal with it because it's never happened to me before. So I'm dealing with it as just Amanda and how I'm finding myself deal with grief. You know, I I haven't really read many books on grief because for me, I just felt weird to be going through it. And then at night when I finally have time for myself, like pick up a book on what I'm living through, felt like, a knife in my, you know, or slitting my wrist again, you know? So listen, I've gone through it by keeping him alive. His photos are everywhere. I talk about Nick all the time. I talk to Nick all the time. I ask him for signs all the time. I play his music all the time. I sing his songs all the time. I talk to him about him to everyone I know. I FaceTime with his family once a week. I, but I think it's helped me because it makes me feel like he's still here. Like mm. he could walk in the door and no time has passed. I feel like if he walked in the door, Elvis would run up to him and go dada. Like, I don't think Elvis has necessarily even thought of like that time. You know, I don't think he can register that difference in time right now. And he can still see him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially in the car, I feel like he's sometimes like just gets into like really like giggly land. And I I say to him, I'm like, are you talking to Dada right now? And he just laughs and smiles and gets really shy. And yeah, that's a whole other thing. But like, yeah, I don't know how else to deal with it other than how I'm dealing with it. Yeah. But I know, I know for people, it's hard. I know for people, it's hard to say, say the name of the loved one, talk about it. It feels like you're asking for pity. It feels like, you know, people are probably like, oh God, there she goes again, talking about her dead husband again, you know? And like, I don't have that fear. I just am like, this is how I'm dealing with it. If you don't want to hear me talk about him, then, then you aren't my friend right now. Actually, I think that's such a good example of how I think I've witnessed you just from a social media standpoint, go through the process is by exactly what you just said, speaking about it, celebrating him, inviting him into the conversation and not in any way shutting that part of that relationship down. And that's what I meant earlier about establishing a relationship with somebody in a a spiritual form, because of course, there's nothing that will make us feel the same way we felt when we were in the physical presence with someone. but it is a relationship to a spirit guide and he is a guide for you without a shadow of a doubt. And it's a different form of relationship, a different form of communication. But when you're sitting there outside where you got married and you're crying, you're with him. He's feel, he's moving through you. He's obviously moving through your child. When you're dancing, he's with you. When you're singing his songs, he's with you. And we really can develop and fine tune that relationship well, it may not be the one that we want it to be. It's still a relationship. And 
whenever I've uh, spoken to people about loss over my throughout my career, that's my frame of reference of how to really move through that is welcoming a new relationship, accepting it's not going to be the same. But in many ways, for some folks, it's better because maybe it was like in the spirit form, they can forgive them or, you know, there's ways of of really perceiving the person through a different lens. And so, you know, I, I know that you're doing that intuitively. And I never thought that was something I would do. You know what I mean? Again, like this is a, a perfect example of not knowing how you're going to get through this. I never thought I would have a spiritual relationship with Nick. I never thought that that's something I could even try to do or have. I thought he would pass and you know that would be that. And you are so right. I'm having, I had my earthly relationship with Nick and now I'm having a spiritual relationship with him. And it is very real. And I do feel his presence and I do feel his guidance. And it is wonderful because it's, it's either welcoming in that or nothing. Right. Correct. Exactly. And like, so I choose welcoming it in, even if it sounds bonkers to other people, no, I not, not bonkers here, no, not bonkers here, but a <laughs> lot of people, Gabby would say that they yes. would say like that, you know, Oh, you're talking to spirits or you think, you know, I mean, but Listen, like I said, I'd rather take a spiritual relationship over no relationship. And it is real. It's very real. And it's wonderful. I mean, you have the ability to physically feel him move you. You do physically feel him by feeling the the energy shift when he comes through through your child. So it's actually really now about developing that language even more just consciously. Because you've done it because you, like your son, are a very wide open portal just as a human being. Like your energy is open. Your eyes are bright. You're just, when I think of you, I think of you as an open being, not someone who's kind of hovering and shut down. And so that openness also makes you an easy to access. (laughs) And also the desire, you know, it's like just being in that communication, that desire, because so many people I've met throughout my career even without that openness, without the joy, without the resilience, without the, with the desire, maybe unconsciously, but without really communicating with their deceased loved one, the deceased loved one will still swoop in and just, you know, tell them stories and make things happen. And, you know, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to have that kind of connection to spirit because they are there with one purpose, which is to be there in the service of you and, and your, and guide you and love you. And that's amazing. Amazing. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I am so grateful to work with BetterHelp on this show because you've heard me talk all the time about how important it is to have a therapist, to have someone that you can trust, to feel supported at this time. We are going through a lot in the world and we really talk about big stuff here on Dear Gabby and some of the stuff can be activating parts of us that need more support. And BetterHelp will match you up with your own licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions or send a private message to your counselor at any time. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect in a safe and private online environment. There's no need to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can see a therapist right from the comfort of your home. And best of all, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And that's really important to us right now because you shouldn't be denied therapy because you don't have the resources. 
And they have licensed counselors who are specialized for depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, LGBTQ matters, self-esteem, and so much more. BetterHelp is professional, affordable, convenient, and anything you share is confidential. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Did you hear that, therapist? BetterHelp is looking for you. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Gabby. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash D-E-A-R-G-A-B-B-Y. I recently had, I was talking to a, a widower friend of mine, a new widower friend of mine, and, and and he said to me, he was like, I'm too scared. I'm too scared to, you know, to see someone to, you know, like a medium or somebody, or even just to really let that confidence of possibility happen because I'm too scared of it. And I told him, I said, I get it. I totally understand why, but I'm telling you that if you just open yourself up to it, it will really kind of help you feel comforted and, and that fear you won't feel fear anymore. You'll feel comfort. And we need that right now. Widows and widowers, you need comfort and more than anything. So I, I just encourage you work yes, with a medium. It, Have you worked with a medium to speak to him? Have you connected to him that way? I did. I worked with a medium when he was in the hospital, which was very interesting. And then a couple of very interesting things have happened along the way where people have reached out to me saying, you know, your husband has contacted me and I have to tell you all these things that he told me. And because you're right, I am like this, especially right now, open arms and open heart and mind. I say, okay, well, please tell me what he wants me to know. And it's, it's really crazy what they say he's saying. And it's exactly what he would say to me and say about things. And so it's hard to deny. No, it's undeniable completely. And in your book, you talked a lot about different synchronicities and moments and anything you want, a story specifically that you want to share just to drive home that message. Yeah. Well, you know, I was working with this beautiful healer in Hawaii, someone I had never met, but she was a cousin of one of my clients here that I was personally training. And she would tell me things all the time. She would call me or text me and tell me things two weeks before the hospital and the doctors would catch them. And, but one of the one times that she really blew me away, she called me up and she was like, Amanda, I'm so sorry. She was like, this is going to sound weird. And I hope I'm not offending you. She was like, but I'm getting the sense when I'm healing Nick, that he does not have your faith. He doesn't share the faith that you have. And I was like, why are you saying that? And she was like, well, he's, I feel him kind of arguing with God right now. Like they're having a, they're having a really deep conversation and I'm witnessing it and I'm not being a part of it, but he basically doesn't, you know, I can tell he does not believe what you believe in God. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you're very much right. And I said, I'm not surprised that Nick is having a conversation with God right now. I could feel that when I was you know, visiting him and I love that that's happening. And she said, yeah, she said, Amanda, right now, he's basically deciding whether or not like he thinks he can heal himself by himself. And he doesn't need, he doesn't need help. And I was like, that's very Nick. And I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And she was like, it's, it's really out of my hands, Amanda. She was like, but I just, I felt bad in asking you this question. Cause I didn't mean to like say anything that might hurt your feelings or, or go against what you thought Nick believed. She was like, but wow. She was like, yeah, I'm, I really sensed that. And that was like, again, that was something no one would have known. Do you know what I mean? 
that was never something that Nick and I shared aloud. I wasn't sharing that on Instagram because, you know, that wasn't my business to share. I was sharing my faith and and what I needed and what I was saying and believing and praying. But for her to just come out to me and say, like, I'm healing him and from healing him from Hawaii, this is what I'm feeling and seeing. I was like, oh my God, like, wow, this is, you know, amazing. Beautiful. I, I yeah. really appreciate those stories because we, you know, we sometimes think our will can be the way, but we have to accept, particularly when it comes to, to loss is that that soul signed a contract. And this is just my beliefs. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to push it on anybody. The soul yeah. signed a contract to come in a specific form in a sp- specific way to do specific things. And when they're done, they do make that choice as well. And so, you know, it's a peaceful way of looking at things because it's not like something was taken. It's like, you know, this was a transition. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is like Nick loved talking to people. He loved like getting in a good conversation and listening and learning and going back and forth. And there were so many days I was at the hospital and he hadn't woken up yet or I would be FaceTiming with him and he hadn't woken up yet. He was still in, you know, his coma. and um. And I could just tell, I was like, you're loving this. You're learning something right now. And I can't wait to hear what that is. And I was so excited for when he would like wake up and really be able to be like, oh my God. And I just felt like he was just able to, to do it. And, you know, unfortunately he could never speak and never, you know, fully, you know, even communicate but I was waiting for that moment. Oh God, I wish I could have had it because I just feel like he did. He had some conversations and I just wanted to know what they were. Journal with him. So at night when you do have that space, you just write at the top of the journal. Thank you, Nick, for revealing to me whatever you want me to know. And write whatever's on your mind. And then you might even feel like your pen starts to move. Your handwriting Mm. could start to change. And you'll know when he's dictating through you. There's okay. I have a strong sense that he's going to write through you and give you messages that are for you, for your family, but maybe even messages for others. I don't know exactly, but there's a communication that's got to come through. You know what's so crazy? I never thought of this until you just said that, but gosh, I feel like that happened a lot with writing the book. I am not a writer. I write how I speak, which is not how you write, you know, grammatically correct. And Anna was amazing at all of that. But there were nights that I was just like sobbing and writing and it was just like pouring out of me. I never thought of it, but it literally did feel like somebody took over and was literally just typing for me. Yes. And you're right. That's exactly what happened. That you become the channel for that message to come through. You're in co-creation with it. It's you and him, but he wrote the book with you without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Without a shadow. You can feel it even on the cover. You feel the presence of him. But I think that there's like a nightly, even a nightly ritual that you could have just like dialoguing with him in that journaling form, because it's a really easy path for them to come through. Um, I'm going to do that. I love that idea. I'm hearing also like um, the more, the more still you are, the more you'll hear. So like in those moments after a workout or like when you've been dancing and you have like privacy and you're, you've moved a lot out because you know, you're a high energy woman. So when you've moved a lot out, and you can be still, don't jump to the next thing. Like stay, if you're in a studio or wherever you are, just sit and listen and yeah. just breathe a few minutes. 
Yeah. Thank you for that reminder because what's crazy is that Nick used to always tell me, especially after we got married, balance. It was one of his like words that now I recognize when I read through things that he wrote to me, he always wrote balance, balance. I hope you find balance. I hope you can achieve balance in your life. And I've been doing a lot of sound baths and like deep yoga nidric meditations lately, which have been really helpful for me to Mm -hmm. exactly do what you just said. Cause I am a crazy lady type a, I'll do 10 things in one hour. And I've been really trying to take it down and find those times to just be and be still. And you are so right. It is when I feel his presence a lot and when I'm calm and. Yep. It's when you still that you can receive. I think that there's just a lot of development that's in front of you with this relationship. It's really cool. I can't wait to hear more stories as they come out. (laughs) And you may even see like, if you ever see like sparks of light Mm -hmm. that like, if you see like almost looks like a tinsel, you know, it's that spirit, right. Or like the lights flashing, or there's so many ways that they'll communicate and connect and signs and, you know, keep asking for it. And I, I think that your faith and that and that openness is just the perfect combination for a spiritual relationship. Like it's just beautiful. It's crazy. Oh my God. Do you want to know the weirdest thing? So I posted this picture. I did this shoot with Equinox because Equinox has taken my jump rope class and they put it in their gym. So I, they did this awesome photo shoot with me. I posted this picture. I got a DM a couple of weeks ago from this woman who said to me, did you notice on this picture, there's an orb on your leg? And she said, zoom into the orb. It's Nick's face inside the orb. And I was like, huh? And I zoomed in and I swear, I even sent it to Nick's family so that I was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? It is Nick's face with his beard and his long hair, the way I loved him the best. Lives, you know, we're always like, I really like your long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, so then I went back to like my original picture that Equinox sent me just to like make sure that she didn't like superimpose this. And it is like, it literally is an orb on my leg and it's Nick's face. And this was the first photo shoot. Like this was such a big, like this deal that I did with Equinox. I did it pre-COVID and then COVID happened, obviously, and it went away. And then it came back and this photo shoot was like, the first day of this all like surmounting again. And oh my God, there he is with me the whole time on my leg. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, it's funny. For someone like me, I would say it's crazy when we don't notice it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I guess. I think that the more we normalize these things, the more, and and many cultures normalize these things way more than America, you know? The more we normalize these these kinds of connections, the more frequent they'll be present for us and the easier life can be because we're not alone in it. Yeah, we're not. I know. It's amazing. It's really magical. It really does make you feel less alone. It really does. It's one of those things. Like the more you open yourself to these things, it helps you through the grieving process. It's not a fear. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, he's on my leg. Yeah, he's on my leg. <laughs> On my yes, leg. He's he's working. He's working through my son. He is on my leg. He is <laughs> he is he's channeling through the book. He is everywhere. And so, to close this converse, this gorgeous conversation, is there anything that you feel would be valuable for someone who's 
going through a tough time right now with loss that could be something you'd want to leave them with or anything really that feels like it needs to be coming through at this time? I would just say that I found great comfort in connecting with other widows and widowers. This was just like, I'm doing it on my own, just literally sliding into people's DMs. You can join a lot. There's a lot of groups and there's a lot of, you know, beautiful, you know, places that you can go for help. That has been a really big help to me recently. I would just say that grief makes you feel alone. You feel like very lonely. You, you feel like your experience is your own. No one else can relate. No one else understands the pain. And it makes you feel like you should just crawl into a hole. My message would be that if you can reach out to other people, for me, that has been a huge saving grace. And I think even what I was doing unknowingly when Nick was sick, reaching out through Instagram was helping me because it felt like I had this community of people. Again, it was, I wasn't going through this alone. I was going through this with, you know, a, a ton of people over the whole world every day. And I didn't realize why every day I got off the Instagram, I felt better until a therapist told me, Amanda, it's because you innately were creating a community so that you weren't by yourself going through something. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing that. He was like, yeah, because anytime we're going through something alone, it's a lot harder than going through it with a bunch of people. I cried with you many, many nights, many days. Witnessing your experience was a human experience that even if it wasn't mine in that moment, I was experiencing it with you. And that's right. So welcoming people into your experience. Another beautiful thing that you're really expressing here is uh, unapologetic about your experience and just being where it's at. Yeah. This is where I'm at today. This is how I feel today. This is what I'm thinking. Gosh, might sound crazy, but like I might do this. Like, is that weird? Or, you know, it's like, all of the things that we think. And it really has made me just more of like a, I cut through bullshit kind of person, very honest person and very much like, you know, this is who I am. These are my scars. If you don't agree with them or like them, you know, I'm still going to share them. And this is who, this is me, you know? And I think that that's, it's okay to just be you and be who you are at the moment and where you are at the moment. Bravo. Beautiful. Yeah. Keep deepening that relationship. And I look forward to hearing many more synchronicity moments, synchronistic moments. It's a big relationship that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. And I can't, and beyond. And I can't wait yeah. to hear more about it. I'm so I, proud I'm of you. I'm going to start journaling. Journaling, girl. <laughs> You're going to text me and be like, oh my God, I can't believe what this came through. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm proud of you, Amanda. I'm really proud of you. You're such a wonderful Thank person. You. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. How are you? Thank you so much. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at deargabby.com. See you next week. Gabby.